the advantage, you would just roll the d8 twice, right? And take the better result. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take the better indexed result that you're looking into. You, so you're you still could. taking the best of the players' results. You could do that. You could you could roll, yeah, and pick one of those two. Uh-huh. That works too. I think I'd rather have the advantage on the the D twenties. Feel like that's a bigger bump. Like that's a no, no, the, plus the five, I, right? The idea being that the the player still rolls all of their D twenties, and then you pick two results and pick the better one. It's a bit basically the same thing. Yeah, it's still basically the same thing. Yeah. My shaking, <laughs> quivering with anticipation. <laughs> Anticipate. <laughs> No, <laughs> I've given up. I've, you can I've, only do that if uh, if you're in the full costume. Uh, I've, I've made the, I've made the uh, the holes in the overlay big enough that uh, <laughs> you know you guys could move around freely. Okay, I'm gonna muppet walk then. <laughs> you're actively muppet it's it's a fantastic thing. I mean, it's it's a perfect rendition of it, even with the audience. <laughs> Mike's side. Okay. Spider monkey attack is that uh, coming to you from the land of Vegemite? Is that one of yours, Mike? Kill animals. I I I don't personally know spider monkey attack, oh, okay. but welcome and greetings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless I do, and I just don't know this name. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a big country, but there's almost no one in it. So, <laughs> chances chance are good we've met someone. Very I mean, vacant. You're, you're, it's all bunched at the ends, right? With the two sides. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys want to get right down to it? If you want. I was going to wait till okay, uh, Cow- Cowart showed up. I wanted to show him something. That is actually. When we should start, when whenever he up. logs in, <laughs> yeah, we will. Cowan? Oh, there's Shelly. Uh, we will have to at least give him a cutoff, like you know, tomorrow. Thirty yeah. minutes tops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll sh- I'll show him again whenever uh, whenever he comes on, but so we can go ahead and just get interrupt the stream. Yeah, just interrupt the stream. It's like, hold on. Oh, I did bring up the right map this yeah. time, didn't I? Sp- yeah, Spider Monkey says he's your second cousin's wife's brother's ex roommate. So, what does that make us? Uh, I think that makes <laughs> you step, step neighbor in laws. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, this is. I really hope that was a yeah. Spaceballs reference. This is nice. the this is the thing that I got as a gift for Christmas. I got that for you. It's a, it's handmade. Nice. I don't know if this is choppy or throwy. I think this is choppy. Is that a is that a bore on the handle? Yeah, it's a uh, the person who made it. They uh, their That's cool. name of their business That's is cool. uh, Boar Heart Forge, and I think they're local here in Knoxville. Pretty What's cool. the metal? What's the blade made of? Metal. Metal. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. That's better than butter or cheese. Yeah. Fiberglass. I did, it's the middle layer of a tree. I, I did throw it a couple of times at the target, and uh, it is it is difficult because the handle is very long and it rotates very slowly. 
Been meaning to go to the axe throwing place here in Knoxville. See, test out my. Uh, I don't know if that'd be Viking or Indian skills, but axe throwing well, skills. You know, you know, Jamie has a target in his backyard, right? I did not know that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Wes. In case he surprised me, and uh, as as a gift, it's a full sized two spec World Axe Throwing League target. <laughs> what? It's it's massive and it is heavy and it's awesome. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to bring the keg then. It is now very marked. Yes, it is. It is very marked. I'd say, how long does it remain in spec? Like, how much of it can you shave off until it's no longer in spec? Well, that thing has a has a very a very wide surface to cut to. Uh, yeah. that's that's almost a blunt instrument yeah it's 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 pretty pretty wide my uh the axe yeah. that i the axe that i typically throw is a very thin bladed axe and so it it you know nice little slices but that thing was taking chunks out of those two by sixes <laughs> <laughs> i remember throwing ninja stars out in the backyard when i was growing up mm-hmm. they were dull as dull can be but they would stick in the they'd stick in the back porch or a tree every once in a while <laughs> your foot I, I yeah, <laughs> luckily no. That was just ice picks. Yeah, ice picks in the foot. Yeah, yep. that's that. There's a story there. I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. I, I can't remember who was it. Me that got stabbed with an ice pick. No, it was it was our cousin. Was it okay? Yeah, we were throwing <laughs> ice picks at um, oh, like political signs that were stuck in the in the yard. Nothing political about it. We were eight. What did we know? But we were throwing an ice pick, trying to hit the the face, and hit him in the foot, or <laughs> like right in the joint, the upper joint of the ankle, like where it meets the foot meets the the shin, right there, like on top. <laughs> Everything bad happened to him for some yeah, reason. Well, <laughs> that's good. I will never forget playing the original. Uh, Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. When, when the opening scene where the bad guy, I forget, I don't remember the scene very well. It's been eight hundred years ago, but this they're, they're like on they're on on top of a parapet of a castle, and this yeah. dude bursts out of the door and like crawls out. <laughs> and he and he looks at that. He's never played the game in his life, and he looks at us and he goes, "Too much chili." chili. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started narrating and then, from and then, then on. And then the bad guy comes to the door behind him and he goes, Who you ate my chili? chili. <laughs> it was so freaking it funny. Was, it was perfect. Uh, I don't think he's ever played a game like that in his life. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Then nope. or since then or before then. Nope. <clears throat> well, Cowart is running late, so we're going to have to get started. Yep. Unless he's here and being. Very quiet. <laughs> so last time when we finished, you guys had met uh, Shin, uh, Shinsen. Oh my god. I've already forgotten her name. Um, kind of explain to you some of the things that happened being attacked by Tongue Eater and the the uh, the hillbilly rednecks around the area and the rogues. And she did mention at one point that they had talked about being alley bashers. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, after you rescued her, got out of the uh, out of the basement, she wanted to just immediately go crash, which she did. She took off to her room, said she was just going to sleep till morning. So she is going to start an eight-hour rest. Um, so this is your chance, 
now that the speed of everything has slowed down, is there anything you'd like to do before the night begins? Well, I, I think we had a little bit of um, searching to do, and then I would like to cast Detect Magic just to look over some of the stuff that we've gotten okay. before we take our long rest. <clears throat> All right. So cast Detect Magic takes 10 minutes. Uh, either you two want to do anything in the meantime? Um, Tarathiel's going to dig around on the floor through some of the rubble. <laughs> uh I have in mind that he wants to grab a piece of stonework with uh, with one of the monkeys on it, because there's all the stonework with the the monkeys being lucky, like a little bitty monkey, kind of like a souvenir style monkey, or just a piece of a big monkey. Uh, no, like a, a whole monkey, preferably, or just a little one. Okay, um, there are actually souvenirs, little monkeys in various different awkward places and situations. Um, so looking around, you find some of those or uh, one of those, however did, you want. I, I want something unique. Okay. Um, like what? I mean, give me an idea what you're looking for. Uh, most... I'm just, uh, I mean, there was, there was a fireball that went off in here, right? Like, yeah. I'm, oh yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping that something has been knocked free. Just a, a hunk of unique looking rock with a monkey on it. So a monkey head was knocked off of one of the statues, one of the full-size statues. That'll do. That work. Okay. You have. Uh, how big is it? Hang on. Full uh, size, a bowl, like a bowling whole, ball, a whole head, like a, like a head size, like it's a big. I want. I want something much smaller. Something that'll fit in the palm of your hand. You can break off a finger. Okay, I'll do that. Right. So you have the finger of a statue of a monkey. In the palm of your in hand. the palm of your hand. Bears on. Cool. Uh, he will have a little bit of the food, and then go crash because he had the crap beat out of him. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, he did again. You were the you were the you very efficient well. beat shield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna lay down, close his eyes, and feel feel the throbbing in his head start to go away so okay so you conk out uh Keldu, your detect magic is done okay so what are you looking at like i know you're casting it and you have a, just a general idea there is magic there was some magic items on tongue eater um the alabaster's which were the rogue, rogue type, and then the thugs, they all have um, small glowing bits, ends up being a potions of healing, each one of them, 2d4 plus 2. So you find four more of those on the individual uh, bad guys. The Tower, it's here. There he is. The... Uh, the bag that was uh, on the back of Tony Gear, that one is glowing as well. I think you guys have already identified all the potions, right? The other potions that he had? I think so. He had bag. Jump, Blur, Magic Fang, and Enlarge. Yeah. That is correct. Um, otherwise, not much else is glowing. No okay, so the bag of holding and a bunch of potions. Yeah. 
basically. And if you want to, before you take a long rest, you can do uh, the, not the attunement, but like the discovery of what the, the item is. It's not a bag of holding. It's a Heward's Handy Haversack. Oh, which is okay. Six and a half dozen, the other it's kind still of. Still pretty handy. But yeah. It's a little different. Haversacky. It's one of my fa- okay. wife's favorite magic items. There are, I, I like them in Pathfinder quite a bit. They're just they're like the two large pouches, the little pouch. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know exactly what that is. I'll have to read up on it. I think, I think that was that the one that you basically can reach in and think of what you want to get out of it, right? Yeah, that's, that's one of the best things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take a look here. Oh boy, that's a lot of writing. I'm not going to read all that. So yeah, you can take a look at that later. <laughs> Wall uh, impact. It really is. There's not much time. I will sum up. <laughs> uh, very similar to a bag of holding uh, or a portable hole. Um, it always wears, always weighs five pounds. All right, I'll read the first paragraph. Par- backpack has a central pouch and two side pouches, each which is an extra dimensional space. Each side pouch can hold up to 20 pounds of material not exceeding a volume of two cubic feet. The large central pouch can hold up to eight cubic feet or 80 pounds of material. The bag weighs five pounds regardless of its contents. Uh, normal rules. Retrieving an item from the haversack requires you to use an action. When you reach into the haversack for a specific item, the item always magically on top. So there's that. So you don't have to go searching, digging through 80 pounds of stuff. Otherwise, basically a bag of holding that weighs five pounds. Doesn't hold quite as much as a bag of holding. No, it doesn't. But it's handy. It's handy. Definitely handy. <laughs> okay. That's how he was able to pull the exact potion he needed every round when he was running through that hallway, getting just murdered by you guys. So you guys finish drinking and more murder. <laughs> you guys uh, hold down for the night. Hold it for the night. Are you gonna? Uh, I I got one more question, real quick. Yep. Uh, yeah, her piano is it in her bedroom or is it, it in is. The, is it in the room next to there? Because it looks like there's a piano in that room next to her. The piano is supposed to be in her. It is in her room. It's smashed. The room next to hers is actually a shrine to Farlon. Oh, oh well, that would explain the shrine-looking thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, very shrine. Uh, I'm gonna leave her alone. I was gonna. Use mending on the piano. Okay. Uh, but I'm not going to do that while she's sleeping. All right. <clears throat> and big piano mending, it would take you probably at least an hour, just continuous mending to fix it. Yeah. But, well, I can do yeah. that tomorrow before yeah. we leave. Yeah. All right. Bed down for the night. Um, I will unpocket uh, Pazil and have her keep watch for us. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's exactly the noise, too. Yep. <laughs> so you all fall asleep, but you fall into a fitful sleep. Mm-mm. Each one of you have your own unique dream. But in the morning, you realize that each of you had these dreams and you shared knowledge of all these dreams. Caldoon. Your dream was being shackled, tongue tongue missing, standing before the queen, being turned into a zombie. 
and in your mind screaming oh. the whole time to be free of this don't to be released from this eternity of servitude to the queen you mean Vlacketh the queen yes okay the, the uh the lich queen the lich queen yeah okay Tarathiel, you dream of a familiar young woman who you recognize as your daughter. She's in a cage, screaming to be released as she's being lowered into a vat of boiling blood. Uh. And as you look down, you realize it's your hand that's lowering her, turning the winch. And Fairzon, oh boy, you're back on the mountaintop. Your entire tribe is being held up by their shackled, held up by their wrists, and you're fighting to get to them. They're screaming to be released. And every attack you make lands like a feather. You cannot draw any strength, and you're completely helpless. In the morning, you three wake up, realizing that each of you have had these dreams, and you understand what the other went through. I need charisma checks from all three of you. Charisma saving throws. Oh, no. Tarathiel, you do this at disadvantage. Ooh. I got a zero. <laughs> zero. All right. And I got a two. Two. Oh, All right. No, no. No. 18. 18. Okay. So, on. you're fine. You wake up. You vividly remember the dream as if you were a part of it. It does not fade when you wake up like a normal dream does. And you look over and you see Khaldun has basically gone catatonic. He's got the thousand-yard stare. He's staring straight ahead, not speaking. He looks like he's terrified. And you look over to Tarathiel, and he is sitting at the table, babbling, just incoherently. There's on will hop up out of the... Well, he doesn't really hop, but he will sit up out of, the, out of his bed and reach over and start to shake Khaldun. You shake him and there's vacancy behind his eyes. You just, there's nothing there. He, he doesn't fall over limp. He's, he's keeps himself straight up. You push him over and he sits back up, but it's just a dead stare. Okay. Um, <laughs> water skin. Splash him. Yeah. Geyser. <laughs> Geyser. Geyser. He dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that does actually knock him down because that's a, that's like a trip attack. So you geyser Khaldun. Um, no, just just, you really just splash him with water. Just yeah, him. you splash him water in his face. Doesn't have any effect. Okay. Uh, assume the same for Tarathiel. Babbling. Just insane doesn't make any sense. Not even words that you understand. Just incoherent bargaining. Some dollars it met consecutive. Exactly like that. All right. Uh -huh. So uh, Farzan grabs his staff and then runs down the... <laughs> what? <laughs> did it easy or did this hard? Yeah, it's... This is automatic crit. <laughs> they are helpless. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, cognitive recalibration. No. Um, yeah. He will run down the hallway and knock on the door of. Um, I didn't write her name down. 
Shinsen. Shinsen. Sh- oh, Shinsen. Shinsen. Yeah. Spelled with an X. S H E N S E N. Okay. Shinsen. Completely wrong. Okay. But yeah, he'll kind of boom, boom, boom on the door. Shinsen, I need your help. You don't get a normal response. You hear similar babbling coming from in her room as well. Uh, kick the door down. Okay. No problem. She is sitting on the side of her bed. Looks like she's got the dull vacancy of Khaldun, but she's babbling like uh, Tarathiel was, is still. Okay. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he will. Um, so assuming she's in her room and the other two are in the bedroom that we came in or were one or the other or at the, in the kitchen. Um, didn't really specify where you're going to sleep. Yeah. You guys did a lot of detecting and searching in the kitchen. I just kind of assumed you were in the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. Go back to the kitchen and I don't know. Um, who's, sm- you start who's to smaller hear... between, um, Tarathiel and Khaldun. I think Tarathiel is smaller. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He will uh, grab him, you know, in the you know, two arms, you know, one one behind the back, one behind the leg, and shoulder through the back door. The back door? That's, um, it's it's barricaded. Oh, he left it barricaded. Dang it. As far as I know, I don't remember you guys unbarricading I think, it. I think so. I think it's still barricaded. Yeah. Okay. But... When you turn to look at the back door and you hear Tarathiel babbling, you suddenly feel very appreciative that it's still barricaded because you hear the sounds of those two large lizards scratching at the door <laughs> towards the sound. I was just envisaging Bezan just muscling Tarathiel out towards the, the chickens, just being like, wake up, wake up, or I will feed you to these things. <laughs> okay. Short arms and all. Short arms and all. Okay. Um... <laughs> He's going to put put Tarathiel back down and then uh, yeah. give him a light kind of slap like on the shoulder at first and you know, just kinda, you know, tap 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 on the on the on the face. About this time, both Tarathiel and Khaldun seem to shake themselves out of it. It's been about five or six minutes. You're running back and forth. But now Strathiel, you were in your mind screaming, trying to save your daughter and Khaldun. You were just being controlled. You were uh, had no control of your body as a zombie mm-hmm. and couldn't speak. So that's what you were doing. That's how you were feeling during that time. But now you are completely Brains. clear-headed. Clear-headed. And you hear Shinsen coming down the hall. And she, she she's awake and... Uh, um, and lucid, you know, lucid, but she is looking at you with kind of this, this disturbed look on her face, asking about the dreams that you guys had, because she seems to have lived, she seems to have, uh, be aware of the dreams that you had, but you don't have any idea of hers or if she had one herself. And as quickly as you come out of it, the dreams start to fade from your mind. What was that? Okay. I I look at everybody. I'm like, 
did you all just have an episode? Because I had a terrible episode. <clears throat> I was a zombie wandering the Queen's Palace. And like I was really a zombie wandering the Queen's Palace. I thought I was going to be there for years. And they cut your tongue out so that you couldn't speak what you think, what you want to tell everyone before yes. you return to a zombie. And there was something I desperately wanted to tell everyone and I couldn't. I have no idea what it was. I look at Frizan. Were you a zombie? No, I was back with my family, family back with the tribe <clears throat> on the mountaintop. And, and I, sorry, Matt, I'm trying to get something to work here. Were they, un, were they under, they were shackled, but were, were there anybody else there? Uh, you were fighting some of the demons uh, uh, that were in the, uh, the your vignette, mm -hmm. the little red demons like that. But every time you'd swing, you were swinging with all your might, but it would just barely, it, it wasn't like they were immune to it. It's just, you had no force. You had no strength. You're swinging with everything that you think you have, but it's just barely tapping them. Okay. And you can't get through them. And, you know, everybody's hung up by their wrists in the trees. Right. So he, he says, there were some sort of beings attacking my family and had, had them in chains and shackles. And no matter what I could, what I did, none of my strikes had any strength behind them. It was almost if it had been drained away. But when I woke up, the three of you seemed to be affected by it, but I was not. You were staring off into the distance, non-responsive. Even with shaking and applying water to you, you did not move. The three of you were... So this this is water? Yes. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> The only liquid I had was piss. <laughs> Maybe you've got more strength than a, than a nightmare. As I, I don't know, but when I was inside of it, I did not. I had none. Do I have any idea what could have caused this kind of effect? Uh, you could do a, a knowledge arcana, or yeah, knowledge arcana. <clears throat> Arcana, okay. 24. <clears throat> 24. That's very knowledgeable. So you don't know specifics, like what specifically caused this, but you know that in order for something to cause four different people to have nightmares and share them somewhat is a very, very powerful Presence. Presence. Like Presence. haunting. Possibly. Um, you don't feel like this place is haunted. You think it was, it's bigger than that. You think it's bigger, bigger than haunting this place. Just an otherworldly presence um, caused you all to have nightmares. It's time to go. Okay. But, you know, like the 24 is a very, very good role, but it's, you just don't have enough information to know what would cause it. You know, specifically what would have caused that. 
but you feel like it'll right. be it would be on a godlike level of power. Okay. <clears throat> well, we got somebody's attention, folks. I uh, I think somebody nasty and infernal stared at us last night, and it did not have a good effect. I look at uh, I look at Shinsen. It's like, do you have any clue what might have caused this? I mean, could it possibly one of the be one of the um, Ebon Triad? Possibly. Um, none of them are really the of the three gods: uh, Hexter, Aerith Newell, and Vagna. They're not really gods of madness, though. I guess. Hexter might Hexter, be considered. Maybe. Hexter might be considered one of madness. It's possible. Um, I I had a horrible dream as well. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Glad I could help. <laughs> Thanks. Um. So, is it? Do would I know enough to know whether or not it's low? Location, like if is it tied to this area or is it just sort of one of those really scary events? Um, a scary event, probably okay. not tied, not probably not tied to the lucky monkey. You don't, okay, think, all right. You think it was probably a region wide thing, like everybody just had a nightmare last night in the uh, in the jungle in Cauldron, like massive area. Oh, okay. That's good. That's really good. <clears throat> I'm going to go fix a piano. I, I got to do something with my hands. <clears throat> oh, you, oh, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Uh, do you need a hand? Uh, well, actually, yeah. I don't know really what a piano is. I have an idea of how it might fit back together. So if you could kind of help me out, it might go. It might look right once I'm done. Okay. And she will join you. Like I said, it'll take you about an hour to completely uh, <clears throat> fix this thing 100%. Okay. There's on Tarathiel. Anything you'd like to do for the next hour? Breakfast. Uh, Tarathiel is still kind of in shock, I think, and is just he just sits at the table just staring off into space and he's it's clutching at something that he wears around his neck, just with his good hand. So Ferzan just sitting. He'll 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 eat if Ferzan gives him food, I guess. But he'll kind of peck at it. Yeah, I was gonna say he'll he'll put together, uh, you know, something something simple. Uh, and then when he sees that Tarathiel is just kind of sitting there, not interacting with, you know. With anything, he sets sets a small bowl in front of him and sits down and says, "What happened in your nightmare, my friend?" I mean, you were helpless. I, I wasn't. I was. I was. Hurting someone that I love. Killing them, maybe. 
in an awful, awful way. As these things were put into our mind by some being of great power to obviously affect us. It was not something from my past, so I would assume it would not be something from yours. Maybe it is something manifesting of our fears. I've... I've leaned upon my strength in our in our endeavors and in my life and not having it having it taken away was something that I do not want to think about I've come to rely on your strength as well Fezan and I've never seen it falter He'll, uh, he'll, Ferzon will clap Tarathiel, you know, on the shoulder, and it says that well, whoever we were in these dreams is not who we are in reality, so try not to dwell on it too long, my friend. And here, eat before it gets cold. And he'll kind of, kind of busy himself, you know, kind of, you know, tending to, um, checking some of the weapons and checking with some of the supplies that he has, but he'll keep in the same room. Yeah, just to just keep an eye on that awkward silence as you're trying to like look like you're really busy but not want to look at somebody. Well, you know. <laughs> he's he he's available. More than anything else. If nothing think, else. Go ahead. I I I think Tarathiel just appreciates that, just having that presence without needing to do anything. <laughs> every, every so often, he'll op- go down the hallway, pull one of the uh, the bodies out next to one of the windows, and chuck it out to the uh, to the rappers. <laughs> Time to feed the chickens. Now he's feeding them. <laughs> now he's feeding them. Suey, pig, 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 pig. <laughs> So when the babbling stopped, they seem to have not necessarily lost interest altogether. There's, you can see them or hear them walking around, but you think right now it's more of a smell issue. They can smell, uh, you know, the dead bodies from last night and uh, just the blood and carnage that's left behind. But they're no longer scratching, trying to get through the doorway to get to the noise that was in the kitchen. That's your best estimate. Well, that's good. Speaking of noise, every once in a while you hear a ting, 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 bang. Then you hear you hear Khaldun turns to, to Shenzhen and he's like, this is a fascinating instrument. You realize that this is a logarithmic expansion of 12 semitones. You know, I can write a formula and show you exactly how this works. She's like, okay. That wire is supposed <laughs> to be straight. Yes, working on straight. Okay. So you two busy yourself, uh, selves fixing mm-hmm. the piano. Uh, Trathiel, you finish eating, and Jamie, you're uh, policing dead bodies, feeding the local wildlife. 
hour passes. The uh, piano is fixed. Shinsen is very appreciative. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have other things that you want to do here, but I need to get back to Cauldron ASAP. Yeah, okay, so will the big lizards eat us? No. If you don't get too close, they're probably pretty well fed at this point. Just don't bother them. Don't get too close to them. And it should be okay. Um, I just hope that the stable doors are shut where your horses are. They were. They were. He says with a smile. <laughs> question like yeah, question, They question were. Mark. <laughs> we, um, we might need to find you a horse as well. I can double up with somebody. Uh, you and I are about the same size. She's looking at Tarathiel. If you don't mind, I'll just ride on the back with you. It's fine with me. Who wants to wear this handy haversack? Shinsen holds her hand up. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to the NPC. Um, I think Tarathiel currently has the efficient quiver, so we should either swap that around or do something. Um, the quiver... Is that the one that holds? Is that basically a quiver of Alhana? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so bows, arrows, and javelins. Javelins. Yes. Okay. That's right. Um, like throwing axes. You know, <laughs> a bushel of javelins. I was gonna say, but not um, uh, great axes, great swords, and uh, spears. So. Spears. Yeah. It holds spear. It holds like dozens of javelins and spears and hundreds yeah. of arrows. Like it. It holds a lot of long straight items. Yeah, wands, stabs, rods. Yeah, I mean, would the would the haversack Short hold trees. weapons? Could could you? No, nope. you can't put. Not like a not like a quiver alone. Okay. <clears throat> well, I mean, yes. Okay, so yes, the haversack yes could hold weapons, especially those little side pockets. I suppose you could put your hand axes in those side pockets. Yeah, those work. Well, those would fit. Yeah. He right now he he still he still has a great sword, a great axe. And a and a spear alongside his uh, long staff, so I kind of see him like a pack mule and just you know just seventeen <laughs> Stick, like sticking yeah, out everywhere. Yeah, hilt hilts and and handles coming out of his back. Um, so there is one thing to consider when it comes to the handy haversack mm-hmm. is it takes an action to withdraw one item. Oh. So if you're thinking about using it to carry weapons, it might not be a great idea to lose that action just to draw the weapon. Whereas if it's not in the handy haversack, you know, drawing a weapon is a free action okay. to start combat. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so Farazan will say, I have no use for either of those two things. <laughs> now the okay. quiver, I'm not sure how the quiver works. That might be different for the quiver drawing. You know, cause you can shoot the arrows from the quiver. Uh, it may be the same way with the staff and, and the javelins, but I have to look at that. You can draw any item from the quiver, Contains as if doing so from a regular quiver or quiver or scabbard. So. Okay, so that would be basically a free action to. Okay. You know, if you have multiple actions, you could throw several javelins, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, he. Uh, I've only got the one spear, so if. Um, so he'll, he'll say he'll say to Caldoon, he says, "If you have no use for the quiver, then 
I could make use of it. Nope. Not really. I mean, I don't have any wands, staves, rods, nothing like that. And the looks like you do. I think so. Is that require attunement? Uh, I, don't have a I, don't think it, I don't think it does. I don't, nope. I don't think it does. No. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Nope. Then Farazan will sling it over his shoulder and put a. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. And Trathy will retrieve the necklace of fireballs from out of it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it, he shakes it out. Oh, crap. <laughs> did they? Did... It's got a necklace <clears throat> of fireballs, arrows, a crowbar, a longbow, a shortbow, and a rapier in it at the moment. <laughs> You're making good use of it. Oh, nice. uh, what's this other item? Do you want? Should I take that or discount it? Heavy sack. No, you can wear it. I, I, I don't have anything to store in it. Can Can someone else retrieve things? Like if if Farzan's wearing the the, the quiver, um, I guess a quiver would be what at your hip or on your back. I guess it doesn't matter. Either. Could be either. 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 Yeah. Either. So, yeah. He'll just put it on his back. But I guess if uh, if Tarathiel walked up and like pulled out the longbow would that still be a same action or is it just the wearer i unless it specifically says the wearer because it's not attuned i'd say anybody that knows what's in there you know like especially the hand the haversack you'd have to know what you're looking for in order for the item to yeah. be on top but unless it otherwise says you know the wearer only you could potentially grab something if somebody else is wearing the haversack. You know, like if you want to grab a potion out of the haversack that Tarathiel's wearing, unless it says very specific, only the wearer, um, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to do it. Okay. It would still be an action for the haversack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't see any reason why not. Okay. And would you consider um, in the in the pouch with six long objects, would you consider the great axe and great sword? Uh, say so your great staff. Yeah, your staff for sure. I don't think that the great sword and the great axe would okay really fall under that category. Okay, that's fair. But all your other pointy objects definitely would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He does keep the uh, the hand axes at his at his sides. The uh, throw, throwy and choppy are at hand. <laughs> so, All but right. The, the spears and the staff he'll put away. Okay. Right. I've removed removed the efficient quiver from my inventory. So. Cool. You're no longer efficient. No. I have inefficient quivering, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> nope. So the rain is still coming down hard as ever. You guys have divvied the loot and Shinsen is just like on pins and needles to get out of here. All right, let's go. So if we go out the side door down here, where I'm pinging, hopefully that'll be safer to the East. Yeah. And that's actually the door that is it's, it's labeled the uh, stable door for the traveler's the door. Entrance, yeah. Yeah. So you go out that door, which was never blockaded. It was never, uh, it's locked, but from the inside. So it's no problem unlocking it. And head over to the, the stables. Nothing's over there. Nobody's over there. And you don't see the Velociraptors anywhere close. 
Okay, then go open the stable doors. Hopefully your horses are still there. <laughs> they are. Um, nice. All three of them are there. Nobody's messed with them. Hooray. That could be bad. Any any of those fleeing douchebags get a stolen horses. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but they didn't. So you hop on the horses and head back to Cauldron? Yes. Yes. Best possible speed. So it's still even going. I know it's uphill, but it's basically eight hours to get back. Uh, same time that it took you to get down here. Um, so it's basically evening, uh, mid-afternoon when you get back to Cauldron. And you get to the, the, the gates and the guards that are there at the, uh, I guess you come at the western gate. The guards that are there, they stop you at the gate and ask you what your business is. And they recognize you. They all, the, all, both, all both of them, all two of them, they recognize the three of you, uh, the heroes of Cauldron, the Unsaviors. And they have this apologetic look on their face, but they say that they have to tax you for entrance into the town. Is it the same tax as it was? <laughs> same tax as it was before? No, it's actually increased. When you first came, it was two copper, three copper. Now it's a silver apiece. Dang inflation. <laughs> what is the... Uh, may I ask what the reason for the increase in cost is? What services do the this, this city provide that it didn't before? I, I, I don't know. I, they, they tell us how much to collect, and that's we just listen and collect the money. I'm yep, so you really a sorry. Recycling bin or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. I give them silver. I, I'll pay for uh, Shinson. Okay. She's looking around. She's like, I don't have any money. You guys uh, <laughs> mind helping help a girl out? Okay, give them four silver, and, and they, they do. They both look very, almost ashamed, very apologetic that they're having to charge to come back into town. Um, you see that they have recognition on their on their eyes of realizing who the three of you are, and they open the gates, and, you know, please enjoy. Uh, enjoy your return to Cauldron, and they close the gates behind you. Uh, Shin- I, I need to... I need to retcon one thing. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We brought um, Sarkum's body with us. I, you'd already mentioned you were going to... T- I took okay. that for granted. Okay. Yeah, right. no problem. No problem. And, like, <clears throat> I just... Because it's, it's on the bottom of the coin sheet there. Two silver pieces is a poor lifestyle. Yeah. So that's, that's like a week of living for someone. Yes. Half of... Yeah. Jeez. And you take into consideration this is a trading town. There's, you know, there there are caravans in and out of this place constantly. So, yeah, there yeah. uh, the cost of business is going up. Prices are going up everywhere. Um, yeah, and I flipped this back over to yep, that's up. Um, as soon as you get into uh, Cauldron, the gates close behind you. Shenson jumps off the horse. I've got to go talk to the guys. Uh, is there somewhere I can find you later tonight? Are you familiar with the drunken Morkov? I am, yeah. Probably there. Okay. 
I'll meet you after dark. I just have a few things to take care of. And okay. I guess we're are we going to the Sea Junior? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Head around on the horses, back around to Sea Junior. Um stable the horses, go inside. So I think I remember you saying that you wrapped the body. Yeah, and the head. Yeah. Um so you go to the, the temple, you walk inside, and the first person you see is Rufus, who's you know, the lower acolyte that you first met when you moved when you came to town. And he sees you and sees that you're obviously holding carrying a body over your shoulder and he has this this not fearful, um, sorrowful. You know, he look he looks sad, he realizes what's going on and he, he just nods and he heads back into uh Jinya's chambers. And she comes out uh, quickly, you know, hurriedly, like half running. But as she sees you and sees that you've got Sarkum over your shoulder, she just deflates. You know, her shoulders sag, her head sags, and she just looks kind of questioningly for verification of what her fear is. Yes, this is how we found him. So sorry, Jedia. We tried. Well, I thank you. Uh, gosh, this has happened. She has this moment of uh, like uncertainty. You know, you see it. You see just a flood of emotions go over her face. First, it's the fear, then the sadness, and then this uncertainty, and then after literally thirty seconds. Standing there watching her go through all this, she finally just straightens herself up, brings her shoulders back, looks at Rufus, and states, I'm now the high priest of St. Cuthbert's Church of Cauldron. I'm now the high priest of <laughs> Rufus. Go wake up, everyone. Gentlemen, please, if you would. Bring Sark and her voice cracks a little bit. Bring Sarkum's body into my chambers. Um, did you happen to have his mace? Did you bring his mace with him? He had equipment on him. Nobody really mentioned like searching or looking over his body, but uh, oh, I think I did mention it, it was uh, had the leather strap that was around his wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, so um, it's probably still on him because we just kind of rolled we, him up. Yeah, I think we would have brought his possessions, but I, I think we wouldn't yeah. have mentioned it because we never thought about looting his body. <laughs> no, right. we didn't yeah, loot him. <laughs> of course. Berzon puts the like, coin purse back into the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slippery Nobody stuff. thought about anything. Sure. <laughs> Is this a bad thing? Slips it back into the blanket. <laughs> and you lay the body down and the, the head separately over to the side and unwrap the body. And she casts the spell quickly and... Um, she just mentions, I'm going to preserve his body until we can act, you know, take care of it later. She grabs the mace, and as she does, it begins to glow slightly, like the head of the mace glows slightly. This is the symbol of our church. This is the star of justice. Um, I, thank you for finding this. Thank you for bringing this back. 
Um, I know there was nothing you could have done or else I believe you would have done it. So thank you again. Um, can you tell me what happened? Well, there was a band of mercenaries, bandits, not quite sure what they were. Was it they called the Alley Bashers? Yeah. That um, had essentially sacked the place and killed everyone. Um, we found him holed up in the cellar with another person, uh, Shinsen. She came with us, although she's not here right now. Shinsen? Oh, she's okay. Are you with Shinsen? I, I've met her before several times. She's, uh, okay. she's uh, I guess, priestess. Uh, she follows Farlon. Yep. Uh, she maintains the, the shrine at the Lucky Monkey. Okay, I'm glad she's fine. I'm, I'm glad she's safe. Yep. So she's the only survivor. And she told us a couple things. Um, uh, most important was that apparently some document that Sarkum had um, the leader of the Alley Bashers, his name was Tongue Eater, by the way, uh, gave it to this female warrior and she left. All we know is a vague description of her, a redheaded female warrior. So, wearing armor. So, and she's she, looking. She could have been a priest, I think. Um, as you're talking, she looks like she's cleaning up his body, preparing him, um, and she looks through his his items, and she pulls off a, a diadem, sets it to the side, and pulls a couple of other items, sets them to the side. Did you find the schematics for the wands? I think that was the document that it gave to the warrior. Oh, goodness. Um, what were they for? The ones. Um, in times past, 50 years ago, all the churches uh, would come together and create these wands of water control. And that's how we would keep the, the, the crater lake from flooding and destroying the basically the inner ring of cauldron. Um, Sarkham left months ago to go find track it down because now um, this is Matt thinking I think you guys knew this right I've told you this before that um, Sarkham left a couple of months ago because we hadn't we couldn't find these schematics we hadn't used them in 50 years there's no telling where they were so he used the star to find uh, a good location uh, to find the schematics and he, that's what he was doing is bringing those back so that we could create the items to save the flooding. Um, Would I, anyone else have known where he was? I mean, it wasn't a huge secret that he had left to go to Sasserine. Um, he didn't really tell anybody the specifics why he went because he didn't want to cause any fear. Um, you know, that we didn't have the ability to make these wands. But in all honesty, nobody would have even believed it. You know, uh, fake news and all things like that. They would have not believe that there was a way to to uh, 
take care of the flooding. Uh, but that's why he was gone. And now they've stolen the schematics. That just doesn't make any sense at all. Well, just one more thing. And oh. will pull, pull out the black triangle of wood, the holy symbol for the Ebon Triad. And she uh, takes a half step back, you know, eyes getting wide, and she does a, the gesture to like protecting yourself, like kind of like genuflecting, you know. And she looks at the symbol. Where did you get that? This uh, tongue eater was carrying it. That's, those are the symbols. Those are three evil god symbols. I don't understand the triangle, but that's Hexter, Erendul, and Vecna. So Shinsen was explaining to us, I think it was Shinsen, wasn't it? That um, there's a, a small cult following these three evil gods sort of as one. And their hope that the three would become one and essentially take over everything in a nice, terrible way. So maybe huh. this was religiously motivated? It seems that way now. Um, I, Speaking I, of, of religious motivation, did anyone, do you, are you aware of anyone in Cauldron that had like horrific nightmares last night? And she looks at you kind of shocked. Yeah, I had a terrible nightmare last night. I think we all did. And as far as I can tell, it was a divine smite. It was it was <laughs> inspired from the plains. Huh. I hadn't thought about that. I just thought it, nobody else had mentioned anything. And um, Rufus has been coming in and out, bringing in incense and actively uh, preparing Sarkham's body for... Uh, for ritual and she he comes back in and she looks at him rufus did you have a bad dream last night and he looks he says god yeah it was terrible i was being beaten up by those thugs again you guys were there thank you for saying but i you guys couldn't save me this time they were taking me away and i just i kept screaming for help to be released and let out let go how did you how did you know and well, it sounds like we all had nightmares last night, and now it's really creepy because it was apparently a divine smite. Is that what you said? Divine smite to our brains? <laughs> yes. It certainly felt like a smite to me. I mean, it was it was years in my mind. It was terrible. Rufus, go check with the other acolytes. Make sure everybody's okay. Uh, see if they all had dreams. I can take care of I can take care of Sarkham. He bows. Yes, high priest. And she just, she almost says something and she nods. Thank you. Um, this woman, uh, red hair, armor, said she was tall. Took that's the... the hmm? That's the description we have. It may be relative. Yeah, I guess a child would think anybody would be tall. Um, well, it was Shinson that told us, so relative to Shinson. Oh, oh. I forgot who the who uh, the source was. Where is Shinson? She's somewhere in the city. She came back with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you see her, would you 
ask politely for her to come see me. Um, I would like I'd like to talk to her, see if she knows anything more about this person. Um, I'm, and okay. she she kind of stands up, uh, kind of she stands up from the body, walks over to her desk. Um, you have done again more than you were expected. Um, thank you for bringing his Sarkham's body back to us. Uh, we will hold a burial ritual two days from now. Um, but for right now, and she pulls out like this big bag, sets it down with the thanks of the Church of St. Cuthbert of Cauldron, and she slides it over, um, ask, saying that I'm paying you to do this cheapens it, but I do feel as though you do deserve something for your time and your effort. So, again, with our thanks, this is yours. She slides the bag over. It sounds like gold. It sounds like a lot of gold in that bag. Um, what do you plan on doing now? Uh, do you have any? Do you have any way that you could figure out who this this person is? This woman. So I I had an idea. I mean I'm not intimately familiar with the magics, but I under and I and I really I hesitate to even bring this up, but. I understand there is a way to possibly speak to the recently deceased. Would that be worth trying to see if Sarkham has any more information? Yeah. That's not this. It's not desecration. Uh, it's got purpose. Yes. Um, I can, I, I can cast a spell. Um, I can guess it right now. Uh, let's no time like the present. So she goes over to the bag and pulls the head out, and she you see a tear or two coming down her cheeks, and she sets the head up, and she looks and uh, opens the mouth a little bit. Oh. His tongue, his tongue is gone. It should be okay. Um, Sometimes it may fail, but I can just try to cast it again. But we'll see what happens. Um, what do you it's very specific this spell it's not you only could do yes and no answers so what would you like to ask that is a great question what I guess, is your name what is your favorite color I guess we want to know if the woman was someone he recognized that could help us narrow it down. Okay, just remember the answers are basically yes and no. Yeah. Maybe. So if he says no, I'm, 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 let me double check that because that used to be how it, you. That is how it used to be. Uh, so have, have you looked like at it? I, I, I'm not sure he was alive when that happened. I think. Tongue Eater gave the document to the warrior. I don't even know if Sarkham was alive at that point. Uh, the way Shinson described it, she, the the redheaded woman, who also, she did mention had the tattoo on her face, um, was part of the fight. It's because <laughs> of her that Sarkham wasn't able to... You know, it took Tongue Eater and several of the, the thugs and alley bashers and this, uh, this woman 
to actually defeat Sarkum. Sarkum apparently was pretty strong dude. Yeah. Um, this this says you can ask up to five questions. Only knows what it knew in life, including the languages it knew. Uh, the answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive, and the corpse is no, under no compulsion to offer a truthful answer. If if okay. you're hostile or recognizes you as an enemy. Okay, so um, a little bit more than yes and no yes and no answers, but it will be brief. So um, we can ask him five things. You may want to have it prepared what you would like to ask before I cast. Okay, so the name of the warrior, if he knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, who would want to steal the plans? He may know. Did maybe I guess so, maybe the some of the answers. Go ahead. I was just I was just thinking if the if he 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 retrieved it and made it back to the lucky monkey, um, were they laying in wait, or did they follow him? Okay, maybe that's a. And she, uh, uh, Jinya, mentions that maybe some of the questions will be dependent on the answers that you get. So, mm-hmm. what do you want to start with? It's a it, the spell lasts ten minutes, so it's not like we're in. Once it's cast, you've got to like rapid fire the questions. So, um, let me know the first question, and then as we go, you tell me what you would like to ask next. Next, and we'll see what we can get done. I guess I think we should ask him who the red-haired woman with the tattoo is. Okay. He knows the answer to that, and that's all we need. So I, she casts a spell, and they actually wrote this into the adventure. Because his tongue is missing, there's a 50% chance that it will work. However, it doesn't count as like the once-a-week casting that you normally have for the spell. Mm-hmm. So she casts the spell. Let me find my button. To there we go. Is that the magic incantation? Yes, yes. That's so, <laughs> yeah, from for now on, evermore in in uh, Greyhawk, it is the verbal incantation for speak with dead is shenununu, um, forty six, which is a fail. She looks frustrated. She, hang on, we can okay. wait if you need the time. I would rather know sooner than later. And she goes and uh, steps out of the room, comes back in. She's got a scroll. All right, here we go. Try again. <laughs> Jeez, it's 51 and above. So that was a 50. Uh, she, thank Farrick. She, uh, <laughs> she starts she starts cussing in a foreign language under, under her breath. <laughs> Hang on. Right back. Leaves comes out. This is costing up. Doesn't matter. I need to know. She casts it. And the third time's a charm. What's your first question? What was the name of the tattooed warrior? The red-headed woman, the tattooed warrior. And the mouth moves. You know, the eyes are still vacant. And all that uh, Sarkum says is Triel. So he knew her. Or at least he knew her name. 
T-R-I-E-L, for those who are taking notes. Do we recognize that name at all? Uh, give me... Uh, it would have to be just a basic intelligence check for memory. Uh, it's not like you're investigating finding information out. So this is just... Give me a history. Give me a history roll. Um, simply based on that, it's a pretty tough roll, though. 13. You can, uh, you can all three roll. History? Yeah, history. Knowledge, history. Someone on my, it's, it's an intelligence Is check. it maybe somebody Ooh. on Tarathiel's motorboat? Natural 22. 20 for a 22. Natural 20. <laughs> of course you're the natural 20. All right. So, Tarathiel, <laughs> you know, if it's going to be anybody that would know this, it's better that it's you because you spent an entire month just casing Cauldron. You spent a lot of yep. time... Uh, checking out the last laugh, uh, going in every alley here, there, everywhere. So with that name and the description, the tall redhead, short hair, and the tattoo on her face, you don't know a lot, but you do know that she used to be a guard for Cauldron about 10 years ago. And that's really about it because you didn't ask specifics. It was just something you... Remember overhearing, maybe in the tip tanker, they were talking about people that once were here and now gone. Um, but you know that she used to be a guard for Cauldron. Trial, I think I know who that is. She well, did, sort of. Just, I'm surprised. I've been here years and you've been here for three months. I have a hobby of collecting faces and names. Um, do we have another question? You have four more questions. Maybe maybe we should ask no, where would, we can was... find her. Do you want to ask shot. where to find her? To find Trio? Yeah. Um, she looks at the head. Where can we find Trio? I don't know. Dang it. Mm. It's like a really bad game of Wordle. How how <laughs> about why would they steal the plans for the water ones? Money. So this is an extortion gig. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She's the one that asked that the question, my, not you. That was <laughs> my question. <laughs> <laughs> How many wishes do I have left? <laughs> Can we have another question? Um, let's see. Uh, that's I think three, we have, right? We have two, two more. Yep, two more. What were, the, what were the other two that we had? We had come up with three, right? What were the three? What's her name? I don't. Do you know where she is? Was the second question, okay. and do you know why it was stolen? And then um, we oh, shoot. I forgot what we. Oh yeah. Um, because I wanted to ask um, if they were laying in wait or they followed them. If if the if they had laid a trap right. at, the, at the end or they were followed to the end. I don't know uh, if that matters, honestly. <sighs> kind of. Yeah. And Ginny looks over. Do you want me to ask? Yeah, that would, that would indicate that they were followed from uh, Cesarine or... Um, people in Cauldron. It's premeditated. Yeah, people in Cauldron were waiting for them to come back. So we know where the threat is. 
maybe. So yeah, they attack. They attacked us at the end. Who is Trio working for? Trying to think if he would know that. Uh, I don't know. That's five. Well, it's a little helpful. You have a name. Um, yeah, she. I think if it's the same trail, she used to be a guard for Cauldron. Hasn't been for about a decade. I don't know why. Jenny stands up, Maybe. she walks over, uh, grabs the Star of Justice off the desk. So, every week or so, we can cast Divination with this Star of Justice. And we can directly ask St. Cuthbert a single question. Would you like to try that? It's basically like the Divination spell. I assume he's a bit more helpful than Sarkin. He probably knows a little bit more. But you still probably shouldn't speak ill of the dead, Fairzone. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. So, Too soon. So would that would the last question be useful? Like who does Trio work for? I mean, assuming she's not doing this on her own just to extort money. We don't know that. Maybe well, she is. Just ask where she is. Um, okay, let me let me take a step back. Now that you've kind of talked it out a little bit, um, Sarkham does doesn't answer. I don't know. Sarkham answers the Ebon Triad. Okay, makes That's, sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he would know that. Um, so the Ebon Triad. All right. So okay, Ebon Triad. Oh. Although we could just somewhat ask obvious. Him. Trial is. Yeah. And it says the GM offers a thoughtful reply. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have prepared for this. Excellent. Filled with thought. <laughs> so is that useful? I mean, at this point, is asking let's say let's say we find out where she is. Mm -hmm. Is it to the bat cave to find her or I mean, if she's handed it off to the, well, the Ebon triad uh, is the Ebon triad, the cult or just the three gods together. The, the Ebon triad is the cult that the is cult. trying okay. to bring the three gods to one. Got it. Okay. I think, I think if we know where, well, okay, so okay. Fairzon will say, okay. if we know where she is, then at least we can get some more answers from her, alive or dead. Okay. So Unless the answer is throat cut, bottom of Crater Lake. <laughs> well, the answer is speak with dead. In that case, <laughs> yes. Okay. So you want me to ask where Triel is? Is that right? I think so. Unless you can think of a better question, Kenya, and you are an extremely wise person. Uh, it's the spell is 
rather effective. It's you ask a question, you will get an answer. It's kind of cryptic. Um, it's not usually a direct answer, but it's always accurate if you can get through the mystery of the words. It's usually like a poem or you know a riddle or something like that. Okay, a haiku. But if you can figure it out, it's usually not tough. It's just I don't know why he doesn't like to give straight answers. It's just his style, I suppose. But he could find someone if you asked. If you ask where she is, his answer will get you to her. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So she uh, takes the, the mace. It's just one action. Okay. She takes the mace, uh, holds it above St. Cuthbert. Where can we find Triel? And you hear this heavenly voice, nice and deep and resonating, resonating wonderfulness. Hmm. I'm going to say this slowly because I'm sure you're going to want to write it down. Art can be found where you least expect it. The crafter who crafts the craft shall have the tip you need. Art can be found where you least expect it. The crafter who crafts the craft shall have the tip you need. Yes. And she lowers the mace. Well, that was that was pretty uh, esoteric. Do y'all have any idea? Let me just check Tarathiel's intelligence. Uh, thanks, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should have asked for the lotto numbers. It's like uh, right. a real genius. Yeah. Chet, wake up, Chet. <laughs> it's like, what is there? Is there someone in the city that makes boats? Boats? Um, skiffs for the lake? Yeah, there, there's... Someone who crafts the craft. I'm sure there is, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, We could go to Orc's boathouse. Shut up! Love the dead again. (laughs) Crafts the craft. Yeah. So yeah, a boat, ship, you know, a shipwright, anything like that. Maybe. What else could be a craft? Craft the craft. Where would Other you least than... expect to find art? On, well, on looks I mean, over. if it is a shipwright and you go down there and there's they're intricately carved, that would make a lot of sense. Or maybe paintings on the sails. Is that where I least expect it? It's hard to answer that question because if I think it might be there, then I expect it. (laughs) Well, yeah, what you think you're going to expect it. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Does, uh, let's see here. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the map. So 22 is (laughs) Minutia's board. 
What is Minutia's board? Minutia's board is like uh, a flop house, a cheap, uh, okay, like very, very dirt cheap place to stay. Twenty-three is Surefoot Livery. I don't know that boats would be livery. No, that's where these horses that you were riding that you now own. Mm. Uh, by the uh, by, the way, you can keep the horses, says Jenny. <laughs> but that's a livery. That's where she got the horses. Uh, I mean, the the boat thing could be a red herring too. Like that's that was just my first it's... thought when I heard when I when I, I heard craft a place craft to start. Craft, that was the yeah. Yeah, I think maybe we should go down to Ash Avenue and see if there's any. Um... Ooh, I like Coward's suggestion that the answer is in the Goblin Graffiti, but I'm pretty sure that's already washed away. <laughs> <laughs> the consistent rain. Had you only known before you went down there to look for the great. signs in the Goblin Graffiti. <laughs> that's great. I mean, Coward, you get Mad really did smell. <laughs> Um, Genia is, it's obvious that Genia is trying to think of something also, but she's, she, she does stop and she says, you know, it's usually like the individual words that help, you know, it's, I don't know, he's tricky. Think of just, I don't know what that would help, but think of the individual words. I don't know. Why don't you take a week and think about it? And we'll pick this up next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Yeah, that was coming. Give you guys a week to to ponder it, um, and we'll pick up next Monday night. As we expect, the craft, the craft, the craft next week. Yes, that's right, Coward. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next Monday, and little bit of behind the scene, I am finishing up this particular quarter of school and I'm going to take the time that I'm off to get this converted over to a podcast finally. So expect that before the end of February. Huzzah. Of course, if you're here, you've probably already heard it all, but it's going to be there. Going to get it done. So thanks for sticking around. Enjoyed having your company. Um, one, one other thing. I just dropped a link to the discord in the, in the chat. Um, a couple of us are going to be potentially playing some games on Tabletop Simulator tomorrow night, starting about the same time as the stream normally starts. Uh, we're going to play some Marvel United. Drop in. Come hang out. Um, you can just join the voice channel and we'll share our screen. And Yeah. We'll see you then. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.